0: Uh, it's a great honor to have us joining on the show, a, a heavyweight of the American Sports Tech industry founder and president of the International Sports Tech Association. Mr. David Gettys, welcome to the show, Dave. Hey,
1: thanks for having me. really appreciate it. and uh, you know we're're we're, I'm looking forward to sharing whatever I can with you with your audience.
0: Uh, Well, look, it's fantastic to have you on. And particularly this timing, I always like to speak to people when they're happy. And you're in Atlanta, you are a Georgian, and the Atlanta Braves have just won the World Series as we are recording this. How do you feel?
1: Oh, wow. Um, You know, I watched a lot of the interviews of the players and and the the mics, you know, all the, the media people put the mic in front of them and asked them, how do you feel winning the World Series? So I don't know how I feel watching them win the world series. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strange feeling. I, you know, I think my girlfriend, um, I think she shed some tears. Um, I don't really, I can't really believe it yet. It's, it's, it's really hard for me to, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan. I went to quite a few games this season mm. and, uh, and really enjoyed, um, you know, I live right near the stadium. So I, I'm able to go down to the baseball stadium on a whim for dinner mm-hmm. and watch a game. And so that's kind of a habit that I've got into this past season. So it was amazing to watch all these young players, all these uh, players from these uh, unknown islands in the Caribbean, who you know came to America and uh, are living the American dream, um, playing sports for our Braves. It's it's amazing to watch them grow up and 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 win. It's just I, I can't even describe it really. <laughs>
0: bloody sensational I mean that's at the end of the day sport is you know just a gigantic industry but at the very core of it it is that isn't it it's the passion of watching your team win lose or draw you know no matter what happens you stick with them and then when they get the win first time since 1995 for the Braves to be the world champions uh bloody awesome hey uh, now your history is incredible I mean you know you're someone that's been in the U.S. military you've worked in medicine you work in business the corporate world you've dominated sports and technology you're so well rounded. Um, I want to talk to you. I know you have a real passion for esports. Can you tell us? You're involved with the USA team. Uh, can you give us the gist of where esports sits? I, I read some info uh, from Insider Intelligence. They say that the esports ecosystem globally has doubled to a billion dollars this past 12 months. So it's doubled to a billion. They're expecting it to double again to two billion next year. 25 million viewers every month in the US. That's the size of Australia's population, by the way. Watch esports. You've got an Australian population watching esport within America every month. It is extraordinary, the growth. Can you tell us where you see that industry, please?
1: Um, well, I mean, what what I think I'm advocating for and, and working towards with other people here in the States is to um, really start to begin to paint a pathway for youth. Players, because it, currently, really the 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 majority of the the viewers, the audience is very young, mm-hmm. um, and the money that's come into eSport here in the states has been directed towards uh, nonprofit um, STEM or steam, and these are science, technology, and engineering programs to tie esports with workforce education initiatives if that makes sense right mm. what we're seeing is that the kids who are into esports at an early age are exposed to computers software programming um larger concepts like engineering architecture and things of this nature essentially we've taken the jock and we've said yeah. hey you know that's cool but what about all these other geeks and nerds over here they're they're pretty smart what can they do and so esport has been here in the states primarily targeted towards these youth programs mm. um, a series of foundations have formed um, a lot of them are around scholastic um, kind of the scholastic um, market position for their mm. organizations um, uh, and that's that's bled into collegiate sports and so now we have an esports. Uh, collegiate um, Foundation, it's uh, all around, uh, you know, all, all the types of things that you would need to, to go to college in a high tech uh, degree degree program like engineering or software development or computer science. And so here where we are in the state of Georgia, there's a really big movement um, to tie together this workforce education to esports to attract even more uh, momentum from the corporate world in um and you know in here in the state of georgia where we can actually say that yes these kids started off you know playing these games in these clubs in high school um we they learned you know python programming and these stem programs mm-hmm. and now they're going on to computer science degree programs uh, here at the universities in georgia and so what's the next step and that's really what i'm i'm kind of looking at and building coalitions with across the nation and we're building um the U.S. esports team. Um, so we have an advisory board that's formed. We have a, a, I don't want to, you know, we haven't made a press release yet. So I'm giving you
0: some really early stuff. Uh,
1: but, but we have a really good uh, group of people who are coming together all across our nation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we're gonna, we're building the policy and governance framework for how our team is going to work on an international level. And um, you know, and meet all the requirements for all the international game uh, federations that, that are. Well, there's actually one primary one, but you know, there'll, there'll be other um, regulatory uh, tournament-type organizations that help build this ecosystem, so that uh, when our athletes here, our esports players here, gamers um, grow up and get into college, they actually can have a professional career beyond that. Um, and yeah. so we want to try to um, grow that end of, of e sports. That's what that's what I've been working on.
0: Well, it's a huge job you've got. You sound like you're the man for the job too. Can I ask, in terms of those demographics, that's a fascinating point because we know obviously the younger demographics so much harder to capture. You know, you look at all the the splicing of the age demographics on who uh, who is watching terrestrial TV, who is watching major sport in long format uh, content. It keeps getting older and older so to be able to harness that youth so valuable for advertisers which obviously makes the world go around um what is do you have some stats on sort of the average age of a esport player and also of a audience member do you know where it sits
1: um i don't i don't have anything i haven't seen anything cross my desk lately that had that type of data in it mm-hmm. um you know if, if if you were if you were to kind of ask me to kind of just from what I know, my ballpark. I mean, sure. we're 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 looking at um, the east here in Georgia, in particular. Um, we're looking at the esports youth movement, really between the ages of eleven to twelve, up to uh, high school. Um, so K twelve. So that could be eighteen. Um, we know that there are there are more and more universities now that are giving out four year paid scholarships for high tech. Um, degree programs and they're they're looking at this pool of applicants this this demographic to to um to get into those programs and take those jobs in the future. So um I'm 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 you know my 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 view is that it's some pretty pretty big but it really does kind of de- uh, depend on the game, right? And we've got a lot of games who which are really kind of youth oriented, right? And then we've got mm-hmm. some other games like, for example, the category of you know e e racing or i racing categories in motorsport, for example, I mean we have we have uh, gentlemen racers from sports car racing who are showing up in these i racing tournaments. I mean these are professional drivers, uh, you know, who are who are showing up to to compete. And I I had one of them re- make a really funny remark to me recently. He said, you know. <laughs> Uh, I asked him, "Well, what, what's what are you going to do with your sports car?" He said, "Oh, my wife wants me to get rid of it," and and he said, "It's much less expensive to do e racing." And I was like, "Yeah, that's,
0: that's true. So, it is." So, so, um, so, I
1: I think we still have a long way to go to get um the, to get an, an uh, uh all the infrastructure elements together to tell that story for hey could could you become a professional player uh, beyond college you know can you can we maintain that kind of you know eye hand coordination and other physical characteristics that youth have um and and you know so i think it is true I, I believe in it and so that's where i'm focused uh, to try to organize this and so um i'm doing a lot of learning along the way too i i've actually had quite a few conversations with um you know managers of actual pro teams who who uh, said, uh, well, you've never been in a tournament, you you don't know. And I said, well, I don't know. I haven't been in a tournament, but I know what's coming. And let's get together. So uh, yeah. I've had some great conversations with people from all over the country, and and uh, yeah, I'm 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 really lucky to be involved in that and kind of trying to organize that. Um, and that's really kind of the same model I used for organizing ISTA is mm-hmm. uh, is the same model we're applying to the esports. Uh, team.
0: Well, it's just such a valuable thing. I mean, it would just go back to that—that that monthly viewership, 25 million people. That is such a valuable commodity. When you look at the the ratings of broadcast TV in the U.S., I mean, that is standing really strong against you know, traditional. You know, you know TV. over
1: COVID, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but here in the states, mm. during COVID, when we really didn't have any live sporting events, mm. um, some major sports channels on on cable uh aired numerous esports tournaments um because that was really all they could do right that was yep. really all anyone could do and so they did get air time on major networks uh and i'm sure that 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 helped expose people to these different games and 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 the whole idea the whole concept
0: well that's it. i still remember i was sitting at a bar in charlotte north carolina Oh, this is pre covid but And there was five screens up and, you know, there were sporting events on all of them. The fifth screen, it was an ESPN channel and it had, you know, it was a a live gaming event in front of a huge crowd and people at the bar were getting right into it. And you sort of think, well, there's the history and there's the future of where it's going. I mean, it's something to really grab a hold of. Do you see, we're seeing the the IOC continue to try to renew itself. Uh, the advent of, you know, skateboarding, a huge success. Logan Martin, the Aussie guy, won gold. It was a huge, huge talking point in this country. Um, do you see a future of esports in the Olympics? Maybe not in the next 12 years, but maybe in 15, you know, like, do you see that?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually I do. It's going to happen sooner than that. Um, the IOC's virtual games uh their work on that um they're learning and discovering as well um i think that um you know their first attempt to try to tie real world sport um with uh virtual games is right on the money it's a great way to begin the discussions and showcase what can be done and and how it can be done um you know i, I think the ioc is, is obviously not hitting mainstream right now they're they're i think they're trying to find that bridge um you know i'm a big believer in it i'm I'm, a, I'm such an advocate for it that i'm going around the country trying to organize um you know to build the first you know legitimate national usa team and so you know i i we have a lot there's a lot of questions that haven't been uh mm-hmm. resolved um but i think that they will work themselves out and i think it's going to be faster than 10 years it, it could be less than five years.
0: Jeez, so the LA games could be could make its yeah. debut yeah, in America, which makes sense.
1: What I what I hear from from my contacts out in LA is that mm-hmm. they are that this is something that they're planning to incorporate in in twenty eight. So we'll see. You know,
0: jeez, extraordinary. Well, I mean the, the that line between actual reality and virtual reality keeps getting blurred and blurred by the day so uh, that would be incredible you know uh, what's a 2028. So the first Olympics, 1896. So you, you see that sort of growth. You know, you go from yeah. you know what was a, a replicant of an ancient Greek sport to now you know gaming in LA. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And people like you are at the coal face creating it, uh, particularly in the US. And we know when America puts its mind to something, not too long later, it comes into fruition. Well,
1: you and, know, yeah. I, I'm I'm very hopeful that we can build a a, a something that's repeatable and we certainly would love to share that model that we develop with anyone any other country that wants to participate i think Mm -hmm. that's probably what's going to happen is where there's going to be several different models for how these elite teams can function and work and Mm -hmm. um and they'll they'll be shared around the world to to various nocs uh, you know olympic committees and, um, you know, they'll they'll pick one that's good for them and, and maybe even modify it a little bit to fit their world their, you know, their their cultural aspects of their sport. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I, I think it's, you know, I'm a gamer, too. I, I was raised in arcades. You may have been, too. Uh, yeah, you know, we, yeah. we, I came from a world where, you know, I had a Friday night pizza and stopped off at the arcade <laughs> with my family, my brothers yeah. and everything. And so I, I've been around video games before. Uh, you know, around the time of Pong and the Atari mm-hmm. 2600. And, you know, I had every console from there. And, um, you know, I grew, I grew up in the you know, in a technology family where I couldn't, I couldn't get any more computer stuff until I learned how to code. And once I learned how to code, then I could get this more stuff. And so, yeah, so building computers and around games. And that's been a, a hobby of mine since I was a little kid. So it makes sense okay. for me to, to do it.
0: Totally. I used to play uh, Super International Cricket on Super Nintendo. That was my game. Oh, oh wow. nice. I love that game. Mm. Hey, yeah, what about uh, AI? I know this is another, very much a, a strong passion of yours, something you've got a an indelible link to. Um, it's amazing. I just pulled this stat up. Uh, $63 billion is what the global AI industry is worth currently and the expectation is that each year there will be growth of 40 percent so essentially the best part of doubles every year until 2028 the growth is extraordinary what's your read on ai specifically with the relationship to sport
1: oh okay well um we're very sport as the industry is very very far behind any other industry it might be if you i mean i'm kind of negative on it you know it's kind of like we're in last place as far as i'm concerned um Sports, uh, yeah. sport has been very, very slow to adopt artificial intelligence of any kind. Um, Where, you we know, I really about 10 years ago, the data revolution started. And you know, as you think of like, how things mature, and like, like next step, you know, what's the practical next step, you really have to look at other industries and see what they're doing. And kind of say, Okay, well, you know, next step looked will probably look something like this. And you know, because these other industries have gone through this already right they they adopted Mm -hmm. data 20 years ago so um so yeah i I think uh, sport has a long way to go i think it's going to basically be around subscription models for startups that's really the only way that sport is going to be able to interact with anything that could be called ai um you know so you know there'll be lots of opportunities for sports organizations to license or subscribe to a platform which you know they can help filter their data and and try to find patterns within their data um and and that'll continue to grow um and that'll make that'll make great still be there'll be great startup stories you know startup company stories uh for that um, but when it gets to really kind of complex engineered ai that's that's going to be a while um, that requires some customization uh that requires a much deeper understanding of of artificial intelligence and things like concept representation and and knowledge engineering other things like that. So, um, there's a lot of interest. I just think there's just not a lot of knowledge. There's not a lot of education. There's not a lot of all the other things that kind of need to be there for it to not just be a one-off, you know, there'll be one-off hits here and there, you know, but, but for there, for anyone to really stand up, you know, and say, Oh, you know, AI is doing all of this. It's still very fragmented, very, very, um, um, the visibility isn't very good. Let's put it that way. It, it's hard to make predictions or talk about what, um, what's, what's next. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I did start the, uh, a little group on, uh, called the society for sports knowledge engineering. And mm-hmm. we have about a thousand sports people from LinkedIn on in that group. And we're talking mainly I'm talking, but we're, we're learning together, you know what? What sports? What the? What is the, the future capability of of in sport? Um, do they really have the the interest to to fund that kind of activity, or would they rather just you know wait for someone else to develop it and then try to mm. you know again subscribe to it or something? So, um, yeah. so it's, it's 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 a it's still a, a you know AI is still very um it's different around the world. Really. We have, there's, there's different regulatory interests. There's different Mm -hmm. ethical concerns. There's different applications from defense to um, water treatment plants. You know, there's so many different tools that are being put out into the open, open source uh, marketplaces now. Um, And there are, there are new, right, new, new techniques that really aren't new, but are relatively new in, you know, in, in, modern business, uh, language, you know, discussions and, and trying to figure out whether they're they're what the right use case is.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of way to go. Uh, you know, I, I, hate saying this kind of stuff cause it makes me feel, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm poo pooing on AI, but, uh, I, I sell AI. I work around, um, AI engineers, mm-hmm. um, not only in defense, but in commercial and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I talk to the VPs of engineering, and I talk to the CIOs, and I talk to the CTOs of major banks. And mm. you know, I, when I look at the who is the most mature out of AI, sports is probably on the bottom of the list, and finance is probably on the top of the list. Maybe mm. avionics is somewhere just behind finance, mm. and and so you know, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm hopeful that someday. Sport will really learn from some of these other industry verticals and kind of take some of these ideas and try them out. Um, there, there's going to be some massive success from that, but I think again they're probably going to be almost one-offs uh, for a while. So,
0: interesting. I, I, yeah, I, I just want to, uh, I, I want you to, because you're someone with great vision. Now, as we sit at the minute, sport is one of the few media products that holds up strong it's one of the few products that people still watch in large numbers with so much fragmentation it's one of the strong products what about in 50 years time dave we're having this chat in 50 years time in some sort of virtual reality world that we're going to be occupying we're having a conversation what are we saying about sport particularly in the us because that you know leads the world where's sports sitting is it still the nfl is it still yeah. Major League Baseball your Braves are playing? Or is it an eSport Bra- what, what What is it sitting 50 years' time? Gosh, what do you I, think?
1: I, I, I hate to, 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 to say this, but, I mean, um, it's, it's going to be a mix of virtual. I mean, I, Facebook changing their name to Meta was exactly what they should have done. It's, it's mm-hmm. what they needed to do. It's where they should go. It makes perfect sense. Um, the Metaverse is... Materializing right before our eyes. People are making their plans known on what the future is going to be and it will be a virtual future. I don't mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, a techno- uh, thinking of the cultural aspects and around technology and just, you know, there are anti-technologists, right? They're the people who say technology is doping, right? I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we used to hear that a few years ago about technology in sport oh it's 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 a new type of doping it's not fair and you saw that with the running shoe issue and and every sport is going to start having to deal with these issues where do you draw the line with technology where are humans going to fit into this world that we're creating <laughs> yes. or 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 are we going to create the world around the human so there's all there are a lot of uh i mean it's it's anybody's guess on what's going to happen 50 years from now. Huh. You're, you're going to have an AI that you interact with that you're, you know it's an AI because you will have told it what you want it to do, and it'll do it mm-hmm. for you. Um, and that type of AI is going to control your local world that you're in, whether you're at work, whether you're at home. And so you think of the connected um home or the iot kind of movement they haven't figured out a lot of the problems for how all of this stuff is going to get integrated and the actual solution to do that already exists today Um, it's just the people who know how to do it are very busy doing something else very critical to our national security so anytime anyone knows how to do this they get drawn into that world because That's where their money is very good and Mm. the the results are very rewarding for people who are, who are looking to do meaningful things with Mm -hmm. AI. So the technology exists to do that. Um, the infrastructure to do it on a large scale exists. Um, there are barriers in between each one of those components that can be removed through acquisitions or partnerships or, you know, custom APIs or whatever, um. And so, yeah, in 50 years, you're going to have a a media AI that it's it's going to, it's not just going to be a media AI, it's going to know everything about your house. It's going to know everything about what you like. And you're going to have shared that with it in a confidential way, just like you and I, or you and your best friend might talk privately. And that AI is going to be able to set things up for you and bring things to your attention. And uh, you'll be able to interact in a virtual world with this AI um and and so that that like i said i think 50 years from now that will be or it might even be less could be 30 years from now you'll have that world built for you and the metaverse and that's basically the metaverse right you're basically just best basically what i described right it's a integrated world where you have some aspect of it is cross-functional where you have some vr some ar some you know um some re- real people in a real world. And so all those lines will all get blurred and AI will be a big part of that.
0: Incredible. It's funky stuff. And it's great hearing from you because you are someone who who knows, you know, your vision is is a bit more crystal than the average person because of the fact that, you know, whether it's military, corporate world, you know, you've got a, a gauge on these things that few others have. Well, let it's, me explain it's to amazing. you real
1: quick. Let me share yeah. with you how I, how that is and how I know that. Um, my father is a world recognized artificial intelligence scientist. Okay, yeah. a, he is a very well respected naval test pilot. Jeez. Okay, and uh-huh. and when when he decide when he decided that he was going to become a test pilot, he had already learned some things about computers very early on, and became the director of a secret program. Um, mm-hmm. That program was uh, an uh, a joint program between the navy and the air force and it was the first program to put a computer on an aircraft okay so this was the time of flight by wire and so Mm -hmm. my father was one of the scientists who was right there on the forefront of it now the next step after that was the computer systems that lived on that computer and that's the software and my father is a recognized phd in systems engineering Mm -hmm. um and he's the one who Put together the architecture and that architecture today is very very uh ubiquitous across our military and other uh government elements um and so when i decided i wanted to take this technology into sports and that's what i did um i started a my first sports startup was using these tools in motorsport in the in the world of data acquisitions and the world of uh, data telemetry where you have 250 channels of data being shared with engineers in a command center and it's just like the war room it's just like the command and control systems that you see in the army and so um you know that's how i learned all that i learned is really just through him and books and being around the company was started in my basement so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, i was uh, that's how i that's how i learned everything and and uh, i still uh, get a chance to visit with my father and talk with him about you know what what how did this come about and who did this and he tells me and i take notes and, and i go and find those people i go look up all these old retired guys and ask him <laughs> get them on the phone and ask them questions and and so that's what i've been doing for the you know really since 2009 or so
0: oh. um,
1: i was lucky to get a security clearance in the military and once that security clearance was approved i was able to receive information that the average person wasn't able to see.
0: Mm. So extraordinary. Well, yeah. all power to your dad and what he's, you know, yeah. given to the world. Um and I know the two of you watched that Atlanta Braves win last night together. So I love it. It yeah. all comes back to sports. Yes. 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 <laughs> and, um now speaking of what you've done, uh ISTA, Ista, as you call it, um, just a real source and powerful source trying to, you know, as you said, really, make a cohesive space for sports technology in America and globally. Uh, tell us about your mission and what you do at Ista, please, Dave.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I I, I mentioned just a minute ago about my startup with motorsports data acquisitions and adding mm-hmm. AI, this new type of AI. Um I wasn't successful. I I, I had major problems and I and I lamented to um The CEO of Dartfish, the data analytics, um, video analytics platform, Dartfish, the CEO, Victor Uh, and Victor Bergenzoli and I were having lunches and I was, you know, asking him for advice. And he was the only sports tech uh, startup I knew of in our area here um, in Atlanta. And and Mm -hmm. uh, after I closed the company down, I was so depressed. I, I just kept going back. Like, what could I have done? Who could I have gone to? And um, it occurred to me that there was no um, industry trade group that I could lean on for advice to talk to. Even the accelerators, the startup accelerators here in our area, they wouldn't touch me with a 10-foot pole. They said, oh, you have a great idea. We just don't know anyone in sports. There is no connection at any of these accelerators between So there is a huge need for uh, a trade association, a trade organization. And that's really what we set out to do. And along the way, um, we kind of branched off into education. We felt like that was a huge part of of a global mission. It was a a noble, worthy cause, education. So we added an education element to it. And so today we're really, we're a trade uh, trade group uh, with an education mission. Um, And that's that's really what we're about. We're just really trying to bring everybody together and give give the platform that we've developed um, to to the industry to say, hey, you can come here when you're ready. Not everyone is ready to do this, but when you're ready, this is a place that you can come and um, lead new discussions about new ideas and and um, network around the world and bridge the gap between research and commercial and and all those other really great things that come from networking and that's really what Ista is
0: hmm. well it's an amazing journey you've been on and and so successful and I know you've got a nice linkage with ASTN uh, the home team here as well yeah
1: I you know one of the one before we started Ista uh, I made sure to notify the ASTN that I, I felt like there needed to be an international organization that could help bridge the gap between these regions of the world. Cause as you know, you know, as you know, each region of the world has a sport and it's very easy to get a niche going in that sport. And if you want to scale and grow, you might have to move into a different sport. And that might mean move into a different region of the world. And that's very, very difficult and complex to do. It requires a lot of capital, um, requires a lot of talent. Um, and so, uh, we, we really look for our, our success really is that we look for how many companies now, how many companies are there in the world that are global, that are multinational, that are multi-sport. And that's what we look at. And, and that is happening. That's growing. And we're, we're really proud to know almost all of those companies and those founders. And, um, so we're, we're really just trying to be the, the network hub for the world.
0: What well, you're doing it. And uh people can check you out um ISTAssociation.com. ISTAssociation.com, uh, ISTA on LinkedIn, and follow Dave as well. You always put up great content on uh on LinkedIn. Fascinating stuff. Like uh, there was one that came through from you, I think it was yesterday, Coca-Cola, uh, its largest ever acquisition of the sports drink body armor, taking over it at a fifteen percent stake, now up to a hundred percent stake. Um yeah so you put out great stuff. I I love it. It's always very relevant. You got your finger on the pulse all the latest of what's happening. So Dave Getty's on LinkedIn, ISTR on LinkedIn and istassociation.com. Uh Dave, I really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank for thanks for having me and if and if anybody wants to to link up, you know, hit send me a message, send me a note. I love learning about all these new technologies and I see a new technology company every week that I never thought of before. So, so re- please reach out to me, have your audience reach out to me and, and you know I, I definitely uh, am subscribing to your podcast.
0: Uh, thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate it. Ratings will go up now that we've got you on. I appreciate it. It's just fascinating stuff. Thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah. T- tell the team at ASTN we're, we're rooting for them, okay? Yeah,
0: amen to that. Thank you very much.